0: Hello guys, welcome all of you to today's farmcast and to begin with guys happy Dashera to all of you. And I know during your preparation the even the festivals they they fail to elevate your mood right because you are focused only on one thing but nevertheless guys right try to relax a bit today and then you can continue with your studies. So today guys will be discussing 15 drugs of choice. So yeah, as I said guys, we are nearing towards the end of these farmcasts. Right, today is the 50th, uh, 58th farmcast. And after this, uh, there, are, there are two more farmcasts. So whatever drugs of choice are remaining, I'll be covering in these three Right? So today we'll cover 15 drugs of choice. And in general pharmacology, I'll cover today drug excretion and finally we'll come down to few doubts which you guys have asked right so let us begin with our drugs of choice straight away uh, the first one for today guys is scorpion bite see scorpion bite uh, the drug of choice is prazosin uh, because scorpion toxin it causes vasoconstriction and can increase blood pressure that is why we need a vasodilator and the vasodilator of choice is prazosin and in case uh, there is an alternative required to prazosin, or if there is no prazosin, one can go for nifedipine or nitroprusside as well. But the drug of choice is prazosin, and it has been asked quite a lot in our exams, right? Next one, guys, secretory diarrhea. Secretory diarrhea, the drug of choice is octreotide. It has also been asked many times, right? Cirocia, guys. from I have I told you most Gram negatives, we prefer ceftriaxone, right? Or any third generation cephalosporin, right? um but subtraction is not active against few of the gram negatives and sriracha is one of those and for those we prefer carbopenems like imipenem can be used for sriracha sorry so carbapenems are the drug of choice now guys moving on to next disorder that is shock see shock if i talk about anaphylactic shock then drug of choice is epinephrine by intramuscular route. septic shock or vasodilatory shock then the preferred drug is nor epinephrine. Cardiogenic shock as well, the drug of choice is nor epinephrine. Dopamine can be used as an alternative. So it has changed, guys. Previously, dopamine was preferred, but now nor epinephrine is preferred in cardiogenic shock. Moving on to next disorder for today, SIADH. Guys, for SIADH. Right, there are two things you need to understand. If they ask you what is first done in SIDH, the first thing we do in SIDH, um, we restrict free water consumption. Right, Free water consumption is restricted in SIDH. But if the patient does not respond, then we go to Tolvapten, Right. So if they ask you what is first done, free water restriction, what is drug of choice or which is the best drug, your answer would be Tolvapten. Now, moving on to the next disorder, guys, sickle cell anemia. See, sickle cell anemia, we use an anti-cancer drug, hydroxyurea. So, hydroxyurea is the drug of choice for sickle cell anemia. The reason being, what the hydroxyurea does, hydroxyurea increases fetal hemoglobin. Right, and fetal hemoglobin um, is more soluble in blood and there is less lesser sicklings. That is the mechanism. The mechanism is an increase in fetal hemoglobin. Right, guys, moving on to the next disorder, that is somatostatinoma. And somatostatinoma, the interesting fact is the drug of choice is a somatostatin analog called as octotide. So I get a lot of doubt from students how a somatostatin analog is used for treatment of somatostatinoma. So, yes, it's very simple. The somatostatinoma tumors they aggressively express somatostatin receptors, which are GI subtype of receptors, right? But the endogenous somatostatin which is being synthesized it is not as potent as octreotide on those somatostatin receptors so when i give octreotide what it does it binds to the gi subtype of receptors present on these somatostatinomas and down regulates production of somatostatin from those somatostatinoma and it leads to tumor regression as well next disorder for today guys sporotrichosis see for sporotrichosis the drug of choice it is an azole that is itraconazole. Next one is streptococcus. It's an easier one guys. Streptococcus drug of choice is penicillin G. Right. Next is a helminth called a strongyloids. Guys okay, strongyloids uh, is one of those helminths. Against which albendazole is not effective. So strongyloids the drug of choice is ivermectin. Um, next moving on to guys. Uh, in premature labor. In premature labor, what is the drug of choice for surfactant maturation? So you know, we use steroid, right? So what is the steroid of choice? Dexamethasone. It also it has also been asked many times, which is the steroid of choice uh, in premature labor for surfactant maturation. Next one guys, surgical prophylaxis. See, surgical prophylaxis, we prefer cifazolin. We prefer cifazolin and it's an injectable drug and injectable cifazolin is preferred in surgical prophylaxis because you know, it has good activity against gram-positives and uh, uh, whenever I do a surgery, I do an incision on the skin, then the probable infection would be because of either staph or streptococcus. So to prevent that, I give or pre the patient on Cefazolin. And uh, suicidal tendency is next, guys. <coughs> guys, remember, in suicidal tendency, there are three things that can be done, right? One, we can give close-up in. So, if it's a patient of psychosis, suicidal tendency, the drug of choice is close up in. Second, we can also use lithium in suicidal tendency. Third, ECT or electroconvulsive therapy. So, if drugs are not effective, we go for ECT. Right, so, three things you need to remember. Now moving on to syphilis. Guys, syphilis, remember all stages of syphilis, we prefer benzathine, penicillin G, right? Intramuscular the only case where we use intravenous aqueous penicillin G is neurocephalus right in neurocephalus we prefer or CNS involvement we prefer aqueous penicillin G by intravenous route. and the last one for today guys is systemic fungal infection so systemic fungal infection always guys always we use intravenous liposomal amphotericin B as a drug of choice except for few like invasive aspergillosis uh, in that case variconazole is more effective than amphotericin b so we prefer variconazole other than that for everything else we prefer amphotericin b so that's all in the section of drug of choice for today guys now moving on to the second part where i'll be discussing today one aspect of g pharma that is uh, drug excretion and all of you know guys the most common organ for drug excretion is kidney right and kidney can excrete drugs by two ways one is simple filtration second one is tubular secretion now there is a basic difference and the basic difference is filtration can remove only free drug and not plasma protein bound drug whereas tubular secretion can remove both free drug as well as plasma protein bound drug second important fact is we remove only 20% of drug by filtration 80% is removed by tubular secretion right so that's a misconception we have always but remember more common method of drug excretion by kidney is tubular secretion. (laughs) Next you need to know um, what is the formula for maintenance dose. I guess so maintenance dose is calculated by multiplying plasma concentration with clearance with the time after which maintenance dose is to be given. So plasma concentration into clearance into time is maintenance dose. So they can ask you maintenance dose depends upon what? Your answer would be drug clearance guys. So higher is the clearance, higher would be the maintenance dose required. So loading dose depends upon volume of distribution. Maintenance dose depends upon drug clearance, right? The last thing in drug excretion you need to know is about the zero and first order kinetics. So remember guys, zero order kinetics, the amount of drug excreted is constant. First order, the proportion or percentage of drug excreted per hour is constant. So amount is constant, proportion is constant in zero order and first order. Second, you need to know that whenever we increase the dose of a drug, whenever we increase the dose of a drug for a drug following zero order, so in zero order, as dose increases, half life of drug increases and clearance decreases in zero order. In first order, irrespective of the dose, the half life and clearance both are always constant. So these are the facts they ask you in your exams, guys, right? Now let's move on to our last part of farm cars for today. Guys, and uh, you know where I discuss some of your questions. Alright, Doctor KP is asking, sir, what is the difference between oil gas partition coefficient and second gas effect? So, Doctor KP, if now it is such a thing, first of all, it belongs to anesthesia, and second, um, it is such a thing. I mean, it, it is difficult to explain in a formcast because I would be better able to explain it if I'm if I'm drawing it, right, showing you in a form of a diagram. But let me try to explain you. See what is blood gas partition coefficient? See, blood gas partition coefficient is the ratio of solubility of inhalational agent in blood to gas. Right? So, blood gas partition coefficient. So, when I say a drug is a high blood gas partition coefficient, it means the drug is more soluble in blood as compared to gas. When When I say low blood gas partition coefficient, which means a drug is less soluble in blood as compared to gas. So, now what happens? if a drug has a high blood gas partition coefficient. So if a drug has a high blood gas partition coefficient means it is highly soluble in blood. So whenever I start the inhalational agent, um, it it will take a lot of time to get soluble in blood itself because it is highly soluble in blood. So it will saturate the blood and only after blood is saturated, the inhalational agent would begin to appear, right? Appear in your blood vessels, exerting a partial pressure. So remember that inhalational agent, which is not dissolved in plasma, is the one responsible to produce anesthesia by acting upon your brain. So first of all you need to saturate the blood then whatever is remaining that exerts a partial pressure and produces effect. So which means what if a drug has high blood gas partition coefficient then the induction would be slower. So high blood partition coefficient means slow induction and similarly the blood, uh, the drug is dissolved in plasma so it will take a lot of time to get out of your body so there would be slow leco- uh, recovery as well. So high blood gas partition coefficient means slow induction and slow recovery. Similarly if a drug has low blood gas partition coefficient means it has less solubility in blood like, like nitrous oxide so it has less solubility in blood so what happens is it would immediately, the blood would be immediately saturated and the gas would immediately begin to present itself uh, Outside the blood in your blood vessels, and <coughs> which I mean is they will exert partial pressure and produce effect. So, which means if a drug has low blood gas partition coefficient, the induction would be faster, and similarly, <coughs> and similarly, recovery would also be faster. So, what is second gas effect? See, for that you need to understand what is concentration effect. See, guys, for a drug like nitrous oxide, which has very low blood gas partition coefficient it diffuses immediately from the alveoli into the blood. So once it diffuses very fast into the blood from alveoli, there is a negative pressure in the alveoli and what it does, it will pull more nitrous oxide from the cylinder, right? So that is called as concentration effect. So what is second gas effect? Similarly, if there is a second gas connected to nitrous oxide, then because of the negative pressure created by nitrous oxide, the second gas would also be pulled into the alveoli. That is called as second gas effect. Coming to the next doubt, guys, it has been asked by Ratan Ram. So Ratan Ram is asking, sir, I didn't study anatomy till now. rest of the subjects I have completed and started my revision from 1st of October till now, I have revised four subjects. Can I leave anatomy? Guys, this is the reason why I always tell you guys to begin your preparation with your weakest subjects. Because, you know, if you keep your weakest subjects towards the fag end, this is what happens. But Ratan Ram, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, you cannot leave anatomy. I mean, which exam are you gonna give? You're gonna give an exam which is competitive. You're not giving a screening exam or a passing exam where each and every mark counts. And you cannot just leave a subject and expect a good rank. I mean, it's very difficult. So, um, what I'm gonna suggest to you is, say I've told you earlier as well, um, I could not, uh, because back then we did not have uh, these uh, apps and online lectures. So we had to rely on face to face classes, so I fell ill and I could not attend pediatric classes. So I did not have notes of pediatric classes. There was no guidebook also. So what I did is I went through the last 10 year questions of AIMS and AIPG at that time we had AIPG and from those last 10 year questions what I did is uh, I solved those questions and made some notes for myself because see you need to have something hard copy to revise because just reading i mean it does not click much right so you can do one thing if you you cannot just leave an just like that i get your point so what you can do is you can go through the last 10 years questions at least and through the explanation um all right next out is asked by Tanvi Sharma Tanvi Sharma is asking sir um I'm I'm trying to regularize my sleep cycle from the last two days but uh, disadvantages is that for, for more than two days I'm feeling drowsy throughout the day and I'm getting sleep at same time like 3 to 4 o'clock in night but I have to improve it's because of INICET exam from 9 to 12 um, does it take time or do I stop doing it right see Tanvi there are two ways to go about it as I said you can You can try to regularize your sleep and uh, it will take some time because see, you are changing your biorhythm, right? So you are now uh, being awake at that time when you are supposed to sleep, right, based upon your prior routine. And that is why the reason you are having drowsy. So you can try some coffee and uh, other stuffs to keep you awake. And if it is is too much of a problem, right, if it is too much of a problem, then you can just continue uh, with your night studies as you are doing. But you have to do something on uh, the day just before the exam because the day just before the exam, as it is, you're going to have a lot of anxiety, right, and it won't let you sleep. So you can take um, a little bit of a sedative and uh, don't try to overdo. I mean, see, the problem why you're not able to sleep is because of anxiety. So what you can do is, uh, see, usually when there is insomnia, we run towards benzodiazepine, isn't it? So if you are taking a benzodiazepine for insomnia then don't take the whole tablet right. Take like for example uh, one-fourth or half of the tablet. Now that would induce your sleep but it won't give you hangover. That is one problem and and if you don't have benzodiazepines you can um, try satrazine. So a tablet of satrazine it also induces sleep nicely. Right so that you can do just before the exam. Now the best thing would obviously be to change your routine Uh, Try to change your routine one month before the exam. If it is not possible, you can just take some mild sedative before the exam, the night before the exam. Uh, Next, doubt has been asked by Sunaina Sheik is asking, Sir, in EPSC CMS 2020, there was a question. Oral steroids are given for bronchial asthma for mild persistent, moderate persistent, severe persistent, very severe persistent. See, here answer is severe persistent because uh, there is nothing called as very severe persistent. There is no classification. For persistent asthma, we have mild, moderate and severe, that's it, right? And in severe persistent asthma, we we use oral steroids as the last resort, right? So we are using inhalational corticosteroids plus LABA, if the patient does not uh, respond to ICS plus LABA in severe persistent, then we add omalizumab. if the patient still does not respond, then we add oral corticosteroids. So oral corticosteroids are the last resort in asthma, the reason being systemic side effects are not worth it, right? Moving on to the next note guys, uh, uh, could you please uh, add a slight details of drugs for treatment of COVID-19 in your upcoming Pharmacast? Uh, Nishant Thangadi, I'll be I'll be posting one to two pages of these weird stuffs uh, for your exams. So new drugs, etc, COVID drugs, I'll be posting this, right, so that is easier for you guys to revise. Dr. Swati is asking, sir, I'm using last year notes and m- many of my friends are adding new points taught uh, this year from junior's notes. So it's necessary or because of these two, three points, you have to spend so much time. Dr. Swati, forget it. Don't do this. You don't have time to do all of these stuffs now. It's not the time to do do anything new. I'm telling you. This is the time you just need to do whatever you have done. Means just revise whatever you have studied. For that one or two points, it's, it's not worth it. I mean, what is the percentage of chances that you might get even one question from those points, right? So 99% of questions, 99%. Would come from those notes. Even if you have done it last year, it would come from those notes only. So don't try to waste your time in anything new, guys. Believe in your notes, right? Don't, don't, don't be a victim of FOMO. You know what is FOMO? Fear of missing out, right? Sunana Sheikh is asking, sir, what is thermoplasty? see thermoplasty, I mean, it should be asking medicine guys, what is thermoplasty? Thermoplasty is a method by which we treat bronchial asthma. By you know, by giving some kind of uh, you know heat therapy to the bronchi, in form of some rays, we give we heat up the bronchi, and because of the heating up of the bronchi, the smooth muscles um, they undergo atrophy. I mean, the size of smooth muscles in bronchi they decreases, and increases it increases the air flow in the bronchi, and it is done for bronchial asthma. Right. Uh, Alright, so Rishika is asking, alright, she's not asking, so no doubts for today sir, plain appreciation. Okay, thank you Rishikadar, thanks a lot. Uh, the last doubt for today guys is being asked by Syed S- Wise, hello sir, do you think any question will be asked and what sort of questions might be asked on Remdesivir in the upcoming INICT? Um, see, Said, If you ask me personally, uh, as it is, we cannot guess what will they ask, right? I mean, I cannot say 100%. But if you ask me in coronavirus, um, if they ask you, then what what would be my bet on in coronavirus? My bet would be, you know, highly on microbiology aspect. Because that is what we will be studying for next many years until we get a specific drug for coronavirus. And that is why microbiology would be my first aspect second is uh, medical management right what are the symptoms and um, uh, how how to deal with these cytokine storm etc and related drugs and third radiological aspect guys radiological aspect how it looks like in CT scan and x-ray etc pharma would be my last pick in coronavirus and even here um, what they're gonna mostly ask you about is remdesivir and remdesivir they can ask you the mechanism of action how does it act right use there is nothing to ask and when we give uh, remdesivir right remdesivir is given only to severe patients right so mild to moderate patients we usually do not use remdesivir and of course some side effects they are going to ask so i'll be as i said i'll be posting a page with drugs specifically used nowadays in coronavirus and these are steroids uh, tocilizumab that is interleukin-6 inhibitor right remdesivir that is being used favipiravir. So there's a few drugs, Ivermectin, right, so they have some, you know, activity against coronavirus, uh, directly or indirectly, on the disease per se. Alright guys, so that's all for today. If you have such kind of doubts, you can always let me know in the comment box in YouTube. And I'll be more than happy to incorporate your doubts in the upcoming remaining farmcasts for this year. So take care, bye-bye. This was Dr. Anjan with you.